السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, the Majestic, the Exalted, and we ask Him to send His choicest of blessings and salutations upon the final messenger, beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, his family members, his companions, and all those who tread upon his path with utmost sincerity until the day of Qiyamah. Dear respected elders and brothers in Islam, I begin by reminding myself and then all of you all who have gathered here on this beautiful day to bring in a life of taqwa. And that is to be conscious of your maker, to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. During every single second of your lives, if you wish to attain victory and success in this world as well as the hereafter, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from the people of taqwa. And may he make us from the victorious and successful ones. Ameen. Our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam is reported to have said, لا تحقرن من المعروف شيئا ولو أن تلقى أخاك بوجه طليق Do not undermine, do not belittle, do not look down upon any good deed, even if it means just meeting your brother or your sister with a wajh taliq, with a smiling face. Hadith is recorded in the book of Imam Muslim, rahimahullah. Now this hadith, it motivates us, it encourages us, it invigorates us, it urges us to live intentional lives, purposeful, purposeful lives, and it motivates us to strive to do good deeds, regardless of the size of the good deed, regardless of the coverage of the good deed, regardless of whether it is a lot in quantity or not, expecting the best outcome from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now using this powerful hadith as a backdrop, this morning I was uh, you know, doing some reading and I came across something very interesting and I'd like to draw your attention to an idea called the butterfly effect. Now what is the butterfly effect? Most of you might be aware, but for those who aren't, the butterfly effect is the idea that small things, and I think I've spoken about this from a different angle in the past as well. The butterfly effect is the idea that small things can have non-linear impacts on a complex system. Now this concept, this idea is imagined with a butterfly flapping its wings in the Amazonian jungle, resulting in a typhoon to ravage in Europe. This is the concept. And think about it, how many times has it occurred where a kind word, a smile like in the hadith of the Prophet a kind word, a word of motivation, a word of encouragement, how many times has it affected a person and sparked a chain of events where this individual goes on to reach unimaginable heights. Sometimes we tend to think of it as a small thing, but that results, this domino effect, results in this person reaching unimaginable heights. On the flip side, similarly, how many times has a bad experience, an insult, swearing, you know, 
abusing another person, how many times, because of the humiliation involved, how many times had, has it sparked this sense of degeneration of a person until after many years when you look at that individual, it has pushed that, that, that word of insult, that negative word, has pushed that individual into a dark abyss, subhanAllah. Now having highlighted this, I'd like to share a few examples from history of this idea in application, and inshallah, it'll, it'll make more sense. Did you know that in the early 1900s, a young Adolf Hitler applies to study at an art school? And it is believed that during this application process, he was rejected by a Jewish professor. Now by his own estimation, which is shared by many historians, this rejection ultimately shaped his change, his metamorphosis from an aspiring young artist to the embodiment of evil. One can only speculate how differently history might have unfolded and how this tragedy could have been averted if this Hitler had merely limited himself to brushes, paints, and watercolors. But at the end of the day, what happened was part and parcel of the decree. The decree full of wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is the butterfly effect that we're talking about. Did you know that both world wars was sparked off by the mere wrong turning of a car? On 28th of June, 1914, a teenage Bosnian Serb named Gavrilo Princip went to Sarajevo with two other nationalists to assassinate the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. The, the, he was the immediate heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So the initial attempt failed. There was a, uh, a bomb that exploded beneath the, the car behind the Archduke's car, resulting in wounding the occupants of that vehicle. And because the plan had failed, these assassins, what they did was they made their way home. And one of the assassins, he goes down a road named Franz Joseph Street. And he was hungry after this failed attempt. You know, he's eating a sandwich down that street. The driver of the Archduke's vehicle, now he was supposed to, you know, given that this situation was a high threat situation, he was technically supposed to get onto some highway and, and flee, get the Archduke to safety. But somehow, he bungles up there. And instead of putting it onto a highway or an expressway, he ends up turning into Franz Joseph Street. Now the assassin who had attempted to assassinate the Archduke earlier on, given that the, the initial attempt failed, now sees the Archduke and his wife right in front of him. And this is now an, a, a, a golden opportunity for this assassin. So he goes on to kill them, assassinate them at point-blank range. Now this assassination sparked a deep political crisis and the superpowers of the world blamed one another and within one week, World War I was underway. Now this conflict lasted for four years and resulted in the demise of almost around 15 million people. And this paved the way for a humiliating peace treaty for Germany, known as the Treaty of Versailles, which included a clause 
was known as a guilt clause. And this clause required that Germany accept the responsibility of causing all the loss and damage, and they had to pay billions of dollars to, their, to the Allies. Now this defeat provoked the anger of the Germans, and it sparked a wave of nationalistic fervor in the country. And these conditions were, what can I say, suitable now, were needed for the rising of Hitler, whose ambitions, he, he had all these expansionist ambitions, ambitions. All these ambitions paved the way for the Second World War, and this Second World War was obviously far bloodier than the, its predecessor, the World War I, and resulted in the loss of almost around 75 million people. And the Second World War's aftermath immediately led to the Cold War. Now come to think of it, all because of the wrong turning of a car. Again, this is part and parcel of the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but this is another example of the butterfly effect. From the Quran, you are all familiar with the story of a family of brothers that conspire to kill their own brother. I'm obviously talking about the story of Yusuf This conspiracy to kill one's own brother, subhanAllah, your own blood, resulted in what? In him being shoved down a well. Fast forward the story, a caravan comes about, rescues him, quote unquote rescues him. Why? They go on to sell him as a slave in the marketplace. Where in Egypt, he was in Palestine, Palestine, but now he's in Egypt sold as a slave. Eventually, he's now in the house of Al-Aziz, a, a, a powerful and influential individual, a minister if you will. The wife of this individual tries to seduce him and pins the blame on Yusuf resulting in him being thrown into jail. And then eventually you read, you find out about his capability, this ability to interpret dreams that were bestowed upon him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he interprets the dream of the king. Now you see, the thing is, I want you all to pay attention because you know why? These stories at times we gloss over it. Oh, I've heard the story of Yusuf every Friday or every other, day, every other Friday. What, what else can I learn from it now? But have you noticed we have glossed over it so many times and now when you tie it to the butterfly effect, an entire nation was saved because of a conspiracy to kill a younger brother. How, if you may ask? The dream of the king, who interprets it? Yusuf who gives him instructions for seven years to collect and store food, to prepare for the seven years of famine that were on its way. It was through the dream and through the, through the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was bestowed upon Yusuf to interpret the dream appropriately resulting in an entire nation being saved from a severe famine, severe drought. So my dear brothers in Islam, I hope after looking at all of these examples, it becomes very clear. One, how fragile the world is, 
and number two, how complex it is. But at the same time, on the flip side of things, it also helps us to realize that even small doings can generate huge outcomes down the line. The wrong turning of a car caused two world wars. The flapping of a butterfly's wings causes a storm to ravage on the other side of the globe. So then, now you might be wondering, what has this got to do with me? What about your potential, my dear brother, my dear sister, when compared to all this? If the flapping of a butterfly is resulting in so much of chaos, then just imagine the potential that you have as a believer, the potential that you have to create on a daily basis so many forms of butterfly effects. Imagine what our potential could be if we consciously attempted to set off as many butterfly effects on a daily basis, be it at home, be it at the workplace, be it online, be it offline, be it in the real universe, the metaverse, wherever it may be. Every good deed, every kind word, every warm smile, every share online that you click the button to share it, you don't know the impact. You know how many times people have reached out to me on my social media stating that, oh, Sheikh, you know, this post made my day. This hadith that you shared made my day. This resulted in me initiating this. This resulted in me contributing towards this. Sometimes we underestimate it. We think, oh, you know what, I just need to share this, share that. I just have 100 friends. What difference is this going to make? Nobody is going to see my posts. No. Every share online, every penny donated, every morsel of food given, every draught of water given, every bow, every ruku, every sujood, every prostration, if done with ikhlas, if done with sincerity, my dear brothers in Islam, it's going to be accepted by Allah and not just that, multiplied by Allah and Allah will make it reach the four corners of the globe. It is not you. It is Allah. When Ibrahim placed the foundation and built the Kaaba, did he see people flocking to the Kaaba? Today, now when you, if you look at it uh, pre-pandemic, when you tune into the, the channels broadcasting live from Mecca, You'd see people thronging and flocking around the Kaaba. When Ibrahim and his son Ismail two individuals built the house and they make their dua, Rabbana they raise their hands and ask Allah to accept it. Did they ever, could, could they have seen how this deed is going to be accepted and multiplied by Allah They created a legacy that resonates of goodness. So similarly, you and I, we all have the potential to do so with every deed of ours, with every action of ours, with every smile of ours. Don't ever underestimate it. Some of us find it so difficult to smile. So difficult to smile. And then we justify it by saying we have been through so much in life that life has hardened us so we can't smile anymore. Can you say that life hardened you more than life hardened Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Are you on a higher pedestal than the Prophet? Or have you gone through more trials than the Prophet? I highly doubt it. I don't think any one of us can raise our hands and say, yes, I have been tested more than the 
Prophet being the best of the creation and the most beloved of creation, Allah put him through the mill. Again, we don't think of it. You see Yusuf والسلام, a, a prophet of Allah, and look at the trial one after the other from the well to the marketplace. Have you ever been sold as a slave? Did your brother put you, dump you into a well? Did you, did you lose your father before you were born and then your mother and then your grandfather and then your uncle and then your wife, many of your children? Did your people chase you out of your town? And then you go to the neighboring town and did they stone you and send you away like the people of Taif did to the Prophet? No. So how can we say, oh, you know, life has hardened me, I can't smile. If the Prophet could smile, why can't you smile? And look at the words of the Prophet. I wanted you to keep this hadith as the backdrop. Don't undermine any good deed, even a smile, a warm smile. Subhanallah. Tie it with the butterfly effect that we just spoke about. And it will motivate you, inshallah. Sometimes you think, oh, what, what is this smile going to do at the end of the day? But now tie it with the butterfly effect and you'll see what a long-lasting impact it can have, what a long reach that deed of yours can have. Bi-idhnillah, if Allah wills. So let this serve as a motivation for all of us that until the day we die, until our souls are taken, let's make a daily effort, again, a conscious effort, an intentional effort, a purposeful effort in creating as many butterfly effects as possible, as many as possible on a daily basis, from the time you wake up until you retire that day in the evening. Then the next day, every day is a brand new opportunity. And you come across many, many crossroads. You don't think of it, but you come across many crossroads on a daily basis. Why did you choose to wear black today? Why did I choose to wear something similar to gray today? Why did you choose to wear pink today? Why did you choose to have eggs for breakfast? Why are you, going to, why are you choosing to have biryani for lunch today? It's part of our culture, right? Fridays, biryani is a must. For the ain, so, why? All choices on a daily basis. At different crossroads, you're making choices. And these choices, you need to gauge. You need to evaluate these choices that I'm making, I'm being presented. If someone comes to you, asking you, what does Allah say in the Quran? You make a choice at that point. Do I give sadaqa or no? When you're presented with an opportunity to smile, do I smile or not? Do I say a kind word or not? You see someone, a colleague who is doing well, a business person who is with you who is doing well, do I motivate him, do I encourage him, do I help him or not? Maybe, let me not do it. Because if I do it, he is going to you know, become better than me. How many times do we think like that, subhanAllah? So you are presented with so many opportunities. Let's use these opportunities to inshallah make impactful choices, positive choices. Let's try and do as many good deeds as possible. With that I conclude, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us of our sins. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us to make positive as many 
positive butterfly effects as possible. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us all to create legacies that will resonate and echo of goodness throughout the annals of time. Like how we remember the Imams, how we remember the legends of the past. We sincerely pray that the generations to come remember us in a good way, in an impactful way, in a positive way. And we pray for our country. We pray for the economy of our country. We pray for the different challenges that we as citizens of this country are facing. We pray that Allah opens doors of abundance, that Allah opens doors of prosperity for us. We pray that Allah eases and relieves us of the forex issue that we are facing right now. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala improves our trade, our economy, and opens doors of barakah and abundance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put Sri Lanka on the global map in a very good and positive way. And just as how he united us all at this masjid, may he unite us in the beautiful and lofty gardens of Jannah with our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Amin, amin, wa akhir da'wai, alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.